Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Very excited a little later this hour to speak with Joanna Stern. We had Joanna on a few weeks ago when she went out to California from New York City, where she is based, and she drove um, an EV, not all the way from New York City out there, but she rented one and then tried to find charging stations that would you know, right. accommodate her, and it didn't go very well, and she did a great story on that. But she has tried out the Apple Vision Pro headset, and it was an amazing review. One of the things I love about um, modern technology, and by the way, I criticize newspapers because they don't do it enough, and I'll give an example of that in a second. But it's one thing to read a review of the Vision Pro, but there's the ability now, Joanna will show you in the Wall Street Journal story, if you pull it up online, you'll see what she was looking at through the um, virtual reality goggles. Oh, that's cool. And there's visuals along the lines of just little I don't know, graphics, stuff like that. I don't even know what they would call them. But this is where I've criticized newspapers. And I saw something again today in the L.A. Times about book banning, of which there is none, right? Right. You are taking age-appropriate material out of elementary schools. And we had, who was it last week who made this great, you know, uh, point about you're not giving them unfettered Internet access when they're in elementary school or in high school, right? So restrictions, why is that not Internet banning? Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. But when they write about, you know, I'm talking about the Post-Dispatch, Washington Post, when they write about gender queer or some of these other books, they have the absolute ability to put slides in there and graphics. They don't do it. They never show you the oral sex that's about to take place with uh, the elementary school kids reading about that in gender queer and some of these other. This boy is blue. It's outrageous. In fact. I, and I'm going off on this. Brad Young's hanging on the line. He's like, Mark, shut up. You invited me to be a guest on the show. Brad, how are you? Let me wind you into this because I'm all well, worked I'm, up I'm about doing it. fine. In fact, talk as long as you want because I'm billing you by the hour. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But let me let me just pull this up because there was this piece today, and the you probably know this, uh, Brad, because you've listened. I, I, this book banning thing drives me nuts because it's not true. So here it is. Um, column, need help finding a good book? Try one your ninth grader isn't allowed to read. And this woman who's named Robert Ackerberian from the LA Times goes on and on talking about, um, you know, the books that you supposedly can't find in some of these elementary school libraries. But as I page down and I read this piece because I was looking to see what her stupid point was. And she features this one book and she talks about how, yeah, there's all these F-bombs and stuff in there. But she didn't have any problems with it. Her her um, justification is, well, you know, these high school kids, they, they use profanity more than you think. Well, of course they do. That doesn't mean you feed them that in a book that might not be appropriate for their age. But they just want to play it off as um, book banning, Brad. That's what happens. That's the mantra. Yeah, well, 
I, I read that article actually this morning in the in the Los Angeles Times, and and almost everything that that Robin Abkarian says in that article is just wrong. Uh, and just because a book isn't available necessarily doesn't that doesn't equate to book banning because if there is immature if there's material in those books that violates community standards or violates the school's recognition of community standards that's not being discriminatory against lbgtq plus uh, because that would equally apply to heterosexual books you can't go in the library and get playboy magazine you right, can't go in exactly. the library and get heterosexual uh, pornographic material. So it's not discriminatory against LGBTQ. It's taking a standard that we're not going to have sexually explicit materials in our library, regardless of whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. So it, one of the lines was this. Um, I downloaded Dear Martin, the widely acclaimed debut novel by Nick Stone, a black woman whose father is a police officer. The book was inspired by the same events that inspired the Black Lives Matter movement. In other words, communism. But she says... Um, um, thanks to the magic of my search, search function, I detected 10 F words, 39 S words, 30 dams, 3 GDs in the text of Dear Martin. And then this is the next line, Brad. As someone who is raising a teenager, that sounded about right to me. You should hear how the kids talk when they think no adult is near. Well, we all know that, right? But that, again, that doesn't mean that you feed them the material that is not age appropriate just because we think that they're talking that way anyway. Well, let, let's let's apply it into a different area to show the absurdity of what she's a, a, a advocating for. If kids are having sex in the in the hallways at school, if kids are having oral sex in the stairwell, does that mean it's okay to have books about how to do it? And the answer is no. Exactly. Thank you. But that's not the reason I invited you, and I hope you're doing well here this afternoon. I had seen an ad uh, yesterday, the day before. Channel Four is promoting their drone. You know, media is, is so different. Even television shows where you'd have to fly a plane or a helicopter to get a you know view over an ocean or a bridge or right. something like that. You can fly these drones up, get amazing video. So Channel Four is promoting that. But my my question then, and Fred told me. The Hall of Famer, as we're going to refer to Hall of Famer, right. exactly. That you're pretty good at some of the particulars when it comes to the laws. Because my, my yes. question would be, well, wait a second. If Channel 4 or anybody's drone starts swooping down in my neighborhood or in my backyard, are there any rights there? So is this, yes. is this so new that we don't have things that are concrete? Is there things that are open no. to interpretation, or is it pretty clear? Well, a lot of this is extremely clear. And I can tell you, in fact, there's a Supreme Court case on this from 1946, uh, because the military in 1946 was flying an aircraft over a farmer's, uh, uh, he had a field, but he also had cattle and livestock. And some of the livestock were killed because somebody was basically buzzing this guy's farm. Mm -hmm. And he sued the company and went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court ruled that that essentially you have an ownership up to 300 feet higher than the uh, tallest part of your property. So if you have a house that's 20 feet tall, or if you have a house that's 50 feet tall, then you have an expectation of ownership at least 300 feet above the highest part of your property line. And conceivably that would also involve trees. If you have a tree, your property line goes up 300 feet above the trees. So if someone's buzzing your property with a drone, whether it's Channel 4 or whether it's the uh, the punk kid who's living in his uncle's basement down the street, either of those, you have a right to privacy up to that point minimally. Secondly, 
if there are, if there's video being published of your likeness, then you have a right to publicity as it applies to your likeness if it's not on the open street. You don't have an expectation of privacy if someone gets drone video of you standing on the street, but if it's in your yard, absolutely you do. If, if it's of your backyard, if it's of your patio, if it's of your deck or your swimming pool, absolutely you have a right to privacy to that. And, and does that do those same rules apply for news organizations as for private citizens, or are they different? Well, no, they would absolutely apply even to someone like Channel 4 unless it's newsworthy. So let's break this down. If if the if Channel 4 is flying down a street because there's police uh, at a at a hostage standoff on the street and they inadvertently get video of your backyard, I believe that would most likely be construed as part of a news story because it was in the pursuit of a news story. But if they're just flying video down or flying a drone down your street and catch your backyard, I uh, yeah, absolutely. You have a right to privacy to that. You know, so part of this is important because you have a, a company that's coming in to fly drones over neighborhoods to kind of conduct surveillance and to charge a fee to access the footage. So there's a, a company and they were supposed to, I know KMOX reported on this, they were supposed to do some of this with a test flight last weekend in Forest Park, which I guess they're not even permitted to do. Right, they're not because in Forest Park over the city, there's a city ordinance in in St. Louis City that specifies that if you're going to fly any drones in a park, you have to obtain a license, you have to uh, get a license from the FAA, and you have to produce proof of insurance. I think up to a thousand dollars per incident before you can even be allowed to fly a drone over uh, the park. But keep in mind, there's a difference between a news story and something that's done for commercial purposes. So if this drone company is charging money, then it's for commercial purposes, then you have a right to to publicity. And right to publicity says no one can use your image for commercial purposes. That's for commercial purposes. You know, I I don't have, nor have I ever owned a drone. We have, when I've been on vacation down in Todos Santos, Mexico, uh, my buddy John Lynch's expertise at flying a drone over the ocean and catching whales, and it's it's amazing. So it's been a lot wow. of fun to try to do that. But, you know, I've been a little surprised that I don't see more just in neighborhoods. Every once in a while you're, you know, at a park or something, people are messing around. But you're not too far away from when that does happen, and then people are going to take their guns out and try to shoot these things down, right? Oh, absolutely. And when that happens, though, you know, there could be uh, issues to a homeowner. If if Billy Joe Jim Bob is shooting down drones with his shotgun, then you're going to have issues related to property damage. But uh, but with drones, if that drone comes out of the sky, I mean, the drone owner could also potentially have liability. In fact, that case was filed in Texas uh, just a couple of weeks ago where a drone ran out of battery. It fell from the sky, cut somebody, and they sued, and uh, that's in litigation right now. Yeah, but if I'm in my, let's say this example that you offer, I'm in my backyard, there's no news event that's going on. All of a sudden, someone wants to, you know, fly a drone over to see something, and and I see that. I do not have the right to swat at that thing and take it down with a shovel or, or something like that? Yeah, I don't think you do, uh, because at that point, it's going to be destruction of property on your part. What you do have a right to do is to get an injunction against the the pilot, which creates another issue. How do you know who's flying that drone? I mean, if some drone just comes over your privacy fence and starts shooting video of your wife and children in the pool, uh, how do you know who's doing that? You don't, and, that's right? a, and you oh, that's don't. Yeah. But I but I think that if you just shoot it out of the sky, 
then you, you, it's going to be competing lawsuits here because you're destroying someone's property. And I don't think you have the right to destroy their property, even though they're encroaching on your right to privacy. I would like the right to destroy their property is what I'm saying, though. I'm requesting the right to destroy their property if well, they're on my property. Right. And exactly. And I think you could make that argument in a competing lawsuit because, listen, if they want to sue you for destruction of property, now you can counter sue for their your invasion of or their invasion of your privacy. And at that point, I would say call it a day. Yeah. You know what this is all about? I can hear it. I can hear it bleeding through. It's about billable hours for these attorneys like Brad. But there's nothing wrong with that. Just ask my wife. <laughs> all right. I got to get you on Corey Bush. Big story yesterday. There have been reporting, there has been reporting, obviously, about the money that she spent on her security detail. The question now, I guess, is was that money from campaign funds spent inappropriately or from, you, you know, her? Well, that's campaign funds, right? That's what we're looking at here. Well, there's there's some even some dispute about that. But I think it's reasonable to assume that that Cori Bush was paying her husband out of campaign money, not taxpayer, taxpayer dollars. But even with that, there's a two step analysis under federal law. Number one uh, was, does the person qualify to do that work? Okay, you can't pay your husband who just watches uh, YouTube all day long, watching cat videos. Uh, was he paid for work that he actually performed? Was he overpaid based upon his qualifications? Those are all issues that are going to have to be answered. And the fact that the DOJ issued a subpoena, in, in, they had to admit in the subpoena that it was in the midst of a grand jury investigation. So this is more than just examining the books. There's an ongoing grand jury investigation into this. Okay, so I don't think I knew that. I'm not yeah. sure how that eluded me. So that's interesting because that would probably indicate there's a little bit more fire where the smoke is. Exactly. In fact, that was announced. You can go up on YouTube and watch the video from Monday's House of Representatives where the sergeant of arms said that they've received a subpoena pursuant to a grand jury investigation. Right. I got you. I did. I played and that so, audio yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And so that's not being widely reported, but it was confirmed by the sergeant of arms of the House of Representatives. Now, the, the husband you heard, I don't know if you heard the audio from Tashar that is out. She's she's not saying she's going to endorse Corey for reelection. She's leaving that open. But she did kind of defend her and the husband saying, look, her husband has experience in this particular area. So going to the point that you just made about whether or not someone's qualified, I think they think that's covered, right? And I think it might be. Well, it might be, it might not be. That's the thing. We don't know yet. That's the purpose of a subpoena is to get documents. If he's paid, if her husband is paid very large sums of money for investigation work, there's going to have to be invoices. There's going to have to be logs of how much work was performed and when it was performed. All that's going to have to be examined. And that's the purpose of, of the subpoena. I said this earlier and Brad, I preface it by saying I, I'm wrong about these things all the time, but there is something about this that makes me think that it's not going to be as revealing about Cori Bush in the end that some people are anticipating. Now, look, if there's a grand jury investigation, they're digging deeper. I completely would be wrong. And by the way, I'd be happy to be wrong on this. Uh, on the other hand, I do make the case for her being a great, great tool for Republicans to expose all the nonsense. And let me just do this for a second. I don't know if you heard me report on this earlier. Maybe I forgot to say it because it happened during the news. Did you? No, no, no. I did mention it real quickly. Did you hear about the vote today on um, there was a there was a bill, a motion to bar Hamas members and other terrorists involved in October 7th from entering the U.S.? The vote was in the House. It passed 422 to 2 to 1. Delia Ramirez voted present, did not vote. The two no votes came from Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush. Holy crap, even AOC wow. and the other nutbags voted for this, but not Cori Bush and Rashida Tlaib. She's just disgusting. Oh, it, it, and it really demonstrates the difference between 
uh, between Democrats, just regular run-of-the-mill Democrats and these progressives. And, you know, I think a lot of the run-of-the-mill Democrats, they may be crazy, but you can work with them. But when you're off the deep end on the left side, uh, uh, like Cory Bush, it's just an embarrassment. Well, and I'd like to see, and I'm glad that there there is going to be a challenger. And I think now there'll be more challengers because of, um, maybe because of this reporting we don't know because the timetable to get ready and raise money and all that for pro, you know for primaries that would be tight. a challenge that would be difficult right but uh, it certainly does help wesley bell so, right certainly. I, now i would brad I, I don't know that he'd be much different he'd probably say fewer stupid things but would he be really different in the end than her when it comes to the votes and everything i, I think well i don't know I, I mean if you look at that vote today would wesley bell have voted the way cory bush did today? i don't think so I, no. I don't think so no no i don't i you know i don't think so i think he would have but hey, if we got just another minute, I, I just want to briefly mention this Make because I will in the in the New York case, uh, the fraud case, the judge is supposed to issue a verdict today, and that could eliminate Trump's ability to do business in the state of New York. That's pending this evening. Oh, and we think we're going to hear that in just a couple hours. Yes. All right. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll have you back tomorrow. Thank you, Brad. Sure. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. They have these uh, great documentaries on Netflix. Full Swing is the one that focuses on the PGA, and the second season of that is going to come out. They have another one right now called Full Speed, which is about NASCAR. And our dear friend Kenny Wallace is going to join us tomorrow to talk about that because he's been tweeting about it quite a bit. So that's coming up tomorrow. We do have a roundtable set for um, for Friday. Jane will be here. Actually, Jane Duker is going to join me tomorrow to talk about some crime issues related to the city of St. Louis. We'll kind of preview the roundtable. Jeff Rainford on that panel, Republican consultant Greg Keller on Friday, and all the regular stuff with Paul Hall and Cusimano as well. I still have an audio cut of the day forthcoming, but I'm, um, I'm a bit of a tech geek, and I think we've all been kind of seeing these ads for the Apple Vision Pro, and they come out on Friday. Uh, they're kind of pricey. So we're going to go over that. But Joanna Stern did a great review in the Wall Street Journal. She joins us this afternoon on 97.1 FM Talk. Joanna, welcome back. How are you? 
Good. How are you? Fantastic. Let me just say this. I'm, I'm kind of kissing up to you, but that's okay. This was a fantastic piece. And one of the things that I love about it is, and you can do this with technology, is it's just not the, the written word in the Wall Street Journal. You got all kinds of pictures and images from what you experienced with these um, crazy goggles, right? Uh, that, that's been my life for the last week, wearing crazy, what I call a face computer or a nerd helmet or the Vision Pro, which is what Apple calls it. And obviously they don't, they don't want us to be calling it all those uh, face computer or nerd helmet. But that's, that's what my, my life has been, wearing this thing, trying to figure out what it's for. I've done a lot of things in it, as you saw in the review. I've done everything from working in it. I was actually just working in it to watching movies on what really ends up being a home theater, like a, a movie theater in your home. And I did this crazy thing, which was cooking in it, which has gotten a lot of people on the Internet riled up. Um, and, you know, it's 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 been a trip to the future. I will say that. Did you really wear the thing for almost 24 hours straight? I did. I did. But this is this is this is not what people should do. People should never <laughs> do anything I do. I do this. I do these crazy things because I'm I'm trying to push the limits. I'm trying to tell people what it what it would be like in the future if we wore these. I did a piece a few years ago about 24 hours in the metaverse and I wore a headset similarly. So that worked out and I thought, okay, you know, that was pretty painful. Why don't I put myself through that again? But the reason I did that was we've seen the pictures. You said you saw the ads. My thought here was, okay, we know what this thing looks like. What happens when you put it on? When you're on the other side of it, what are you going to do in this thing? What are you going to experience? And what I tried to do here is try to see where it fits into daily life. So when I'm working, and I can a little bit explain how this works. Again, hard to do when you're sort of talking and not showing. You put this headset on and you see your real world. And then what is projected or what you see through the screens is you see digital apps in your world and windows around you. So I can be looking right in front of me. I'm typing a, a document, maybe my review, maybe some emails. On the left, I'm having a, a big music player and it's playing some music and I can go and change it. Then to full right of me, which right now my dog is sitting there, but if I <laughs> want to overlay on, on top of him, I could overlay a movie or I could overlay a web page and I could be scrolling the Wall Street Journal. And let me, let me stop you right there and just tell the audience if they want a better picture of this, if you go to the piece that's in the Wall Street Journal, you can see exactly what you were looking at through the goggles. I don't know how you pulled that off just for the, you know, the story's sake, but that's really cool to see. Yeah, they actually let you take sort of screenshots. You know, you can take the screenshots of your phone. Well, there's a built-in feature where you can take it takes a screenshot of the digital interface, but it also shows what you're seeing through the, the screen. And, you know, look, as I've been saying, and this is a first-generation Apple product, and not only is that have all of the, the issues of a first-generation Apple product, right? It's heavy and bulky, and it has a, a short battery life, and sometimes it's buggy. But on top of that, you know how much it costs. Well, okay, let, I, okay, I do now, but here's the thing. When I was seeing the ads for this, I thought, okay, and I've had, everything you just said is relatable from this standpoint. I've had limited VR experience, and when Meta came in a couple of years ago, I did a little, uh, you know, they were pitching some stuff, and I wore the goggles. I had another really good friend here, Vance Crow, who uh, let me come over. He does a great podcast, and we... We tried on the goggles, then he sent them home with me, and I, you know, we, we were hanging out with some friends in a virtual mm -hmm. bar. So I, I got a little bit of a flavor of it. But when I saw the ads, I'm like, well, these things, what are they going to be, like $800 or $1,000? Oh, no, no, no. They are not $800 or $1,000, are they? They are not. They are $3,500, which, you know, it's interesting. When it gets, it, it, and, and it's a thought and maybe a little bit of a philosophical exercise, but if it was $800 right now, would my review be different? And I'm not really actually so sure it would be, um, but you know, when I 
sort of take people through this review, I say, you're probably not going to buy these. And that's okay. I'm going to free us from this conversation of should you buy or should you not buy? Because you're probably not going to buy. This is a product right now for Apple diehards, people who love Apple products, who love new gadgets. You know what? Some may return it, right? Like people just want to try these things. And that's totally awesome. And then there are the developers, the software developers who need to be experimenting with this because if in five years or 10 years, this is the future, then they've got to have their apps ready. They have to be thinking about, okay, I've had a great business of, of making an iPhone app or an Android app or an or a, or a iPad app. Okay, well, this is the next big thing that's coming. I've yes. got to work on that as yeah. well. Well, you know, and I'm going to, I'll make a comparison. Maybe it doesn't fly, but I'll try it here only because, and I'm the outlier on this. You haven't by any chance, because Joanna Stern, what I know about you and you've been on the show, you travel a lot. You haven't been to Vegas to see the U2 show at Sphere, have you? I haven't, and I, I, you know, I usually go to Vegas sometimes for this tech show, and I haven't been going for years, and this is the one year I kind of regret it because I want to go to the Sphere. Yeah, no, I haven't been. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, but see, what I, I'm the outlier on this. Um, I, I, I didn't think it was a great rock show by YouTube, but outside of that, I thought Sphere was really cool. But what I really saw was the future, and what my friend and I agreed on is someone's going to go in there, and it's going to happen probably pretty quickly, and they're just going to blow people away. It's still kind of mind-blowing because of the technology, but it's an evolving type of situation and you know i'm very curious to see how it's going to be used in the future this is sort of like the uh, the vr stuff for me one of the questions you already answered because for me when i tried those goggles on before they were they were really heavy and i thought well these things from apple have to be lighter because if you don't have the comfort factor it's not going to work for you they, they're still not there with that but we're going to get there where these things are going to be super light eventually right that's the goal. Right. Right now. No, these are not light. In fact, this one is heavier probably than the ones you've tried. And that's because Apple has made the best headset out there. I mean, if you put this on after you've put on one of the others, you've tried the MetaQuest, you will be blown away at how much better it is, how much it tracks your hands. There's no, there's no controllers, right? The way you navigate this thing is you look at the app, you pinch your hand in the air, you pinch your fingers in the air, you select that's it. That's it. Wow. It's, that's cool. It's wild and it's and it's smooth and it works really, really nicely. So this is this is miles away. This is miles above what has what's been out there, but it is heavy. It is it is heavy. And and you're absolutely right. And I talk about that in the in the written review. You know, this is not what these companies want to make right now. This is the best they can make. But if they could design anything, this would be a sleek pair of glasses, you know, Warby Parker Ray-Ban type of glasses with some screens in it and some cameras. That's what they want to make. But this is where the technology is right now. And so, again, as I was trying to do in the review, you're probably not going to buy this right now. I'm not saying no one's going to buy it. Of course, they're going to sell a number of these. But in the future, when this technology doesn't have the compromises it has right now, Wow. Yeah, no, no exactly. Joanna Stern from the Wall Street Journal, she got to try the Apple Vision Pros out and wrote about it in today's Wall Street Journal. You said, you know, this, I think this comes to mind for a lot of people. And just looking at the uh, the graphics on the story this morning, you said, every time I work with multiple windows around me, I feel like Tom Cruise in Minority Report. This is what this reminds me of, right? That movie. Totally, totally. And I'm sitting here right now. I'm, I'm working at my parents' house today, so I don't have my extra monitor. You know, many of us work with the, you know, two monitors, right? You have your laptop yeah. monitor and then you want to put on a bigger one. I've got multiple monitors sitting here because I'm using this headset and I've got my Mac monitor put up on the, on the, the wall. I've got my email inbox. I've got my music. I'm, I'm working like a, yeah, like I'm, you know, some sort of CIA crazy, you know, I'm picturing some room of, 
government agents working with with windows everywhere. I'm really just writing tech reviews, but you know, this is yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm in the future. Well, tell me about what what is up with the um you, you said that it renders a it doesn't capture you if you're doing like a video call. So it renders this 3D virtual stand-in for you and you, the reviews were not very positive from family and friends on that, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, so think about it. You're wearing this on your face. So you can't have a webcam that's pointed at you, right? When you hold your webcam on your phone, your your selfie style, that's that that camera's pointed far out and, and it's looking at you, capturing your whole face. So when Apple had to think about how are we going to represent people in video calls, they came up with a clever solution. I'm being nice right now. I'm about to not be nice. That's okay. They, they scan your face and they create a 3D model of you, a virtual version of you. And when they kind of compile it together, it looks like you. Then you start talking. And what's amazing is in the back background, what's happening is they take this sort of 3D image of you and your mouth starts moving and your eyes are moving and it tracks everything that's happening on your face. So all this is to say there's amazing technology behind the scenes here, but mine just looked terrible. Like, as, as, as quoted in the review by my wonderful colleague, uh, you know, Botox from hell. Um, my yeah, your dad didn't I, even, your dad ripped on you a little bit, right? My dad said I looked frightening. My <laughs> sister said I looked, she said all the words, <laughs> awful, terrifying, scary, please don't call me back looking like that. I believe that was one of the quotes. It, and look, I think when you look at it online, it doesn't look as bad, you know, maybe, but, but we're so used to FaceTiming and seeing the person that we know and love usually on the other side. And then you start calling people looking like you're this deformed, you know, digital version. And they're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So what, tell me about movies. You know, one thing that I think about with these is we all thought that the 3d technology with televisions, were going to take off. I even had a 3d TV and some, uh, you know, some goggles at the time, never wore the damn things because it really didn't work. So in this situation, I can see a future where we're going to sit around with goggles that are more advanced and really get blown away by entertainment that you would be watching. And you had, had a chance to watch movies like you watched black widow is that what you saw yeah and this so this is very cool and and if you it, it really is like bringing the movie theater experience to your home or wherever you may be they're showing people wearing this on airplanes i haven't gotten it tested on an airplane yet but i, I kind of can't wait for that you can project a giant screen as big as you really you, there's really no limit it's really the size of the room or wherever you can fit this in and so you project that screen and you can watch regular 2d movies uh, shows. Um, they've got Apple TV in there, Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. They're missing Netflix right now. They're missing YouTube, but you can watch those in the browser. So that's one option. But then you can also watch 3D content because this is a 3D headset. You can you can see the 3D effects of it. And so you can watch all these popular 3D movies that Disney Plus has put in there and Apple has put in there. And that's pretty amazing too. And then you've got a whole other type of genre of content, which is really the kind of the VR 180 degree, 360 degree content, which mm -hmm. takes up your whole environment. It looks like you are in the forest. It looks like you are amongst the dinosaurs, right? And those things are in your space. And that is obviously also incredible, though I, I will say I wear from that stuff and I sometimes get nauseous from it. And oh, I, I can see that. Now, you also talked about how like if you looked at some of the 3D movies that you took on your iPhone and then those were kind of remarkable in this format, right? 
Yes. So on iPhone 15 Pros, you can now shoot what they call spatial video, and it uses two cameras on the phone to record 3D movies. And I started doing that uh, over the last couple of months when they released it. I've been shooting some videos with my kids and my dog. And when you watch it back in the headset, it really is it kind of makes sense finally 3d as you were saying you know you have this thing you have the glasses is that like you don't you don't always really think okay yeah this 3d movie is amazing but when you when it's more of a when if it's more of a personal memory it really feels more real it has an impact so more than my impact. kids in there yeah, yeah more of an impact you feel more emotionally tied to the content and so every time i watch the movies of my kids i always think this just looks so cool and look, I think there's also just, you know, I'm positive on this too, but I'm also just want to consider the fact that viewing stuff is a group activity for many people. And that is a downside. Here. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be sitting on the right. couch on Saturday night, you know, you want to watch with your spouse, you want to watch with your family and then just, I'm sitting alone watching on my headset. I don't think so. So that, that you know, that's, that's a, there's some loneliness factor to that. One more topic. And I'm so, I, I'm just geeked up about this. I'm jealous that you got a chance to, uh, to wear these. You, you mentioned, I think you even mentioned at the beginning of the interview here, and I know there's some shots of you doing some cooking. So tell me about the cooking experience and how that was enhanced with these. Yeah. So look, you mentioned, I, I wanted to challenge myself wear this 24 hours. So I thought, okay, what are the most activities I can do? What would I do in my day? And so I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to make myself dinner. And I saw that there was this cooking app. Uh, the developer actually emailed me. And it's called Crouton. I said, okay, why don't I try this? So we bought the ingredients and I start using it. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to just put the recipe on the side of the wall and I'm going to be following it, which is very cool, right? That's a good use. And I think is a, a good way to think about this technology. Where are the places that a phone is actually annoying, right? In the kitchen, it is. Yes. You're trying to follow the recipe. Your oh, hands yeah. are all dirty. You got eggs on your hands and meat or whatever. And you got to <laughs> wash your hands and touch your thing. And it's annoying, Right. Everyone knows that experience. Hashtag meat on your hands. I'm sorry, Joanne. I just had to point that out. Yeah, yeah. of course. We all know that, right? I mean, or at least, you know, in my case, I'm not a very good cook. And so I've got to follow recipes exactly. But so I start doing this and I put the recipe up, up on the big side of the kitchen. And that's great. I can just glance over it. But then I notice there's these little timers in, the, in this app. And so I take the timer and, it's, and, and I drag it and I put a five-minute timer and I drag it over the pasta. It was probably 10 minutes, 12 minutes, five-minute pasta doesn't make sense. So it's hovering there right over the pasta. And I see the steam kind of coming through. And and every time I look back at the pasta, I see the timer ticking down. And so to me, this was just like this wow moment of, oh, we could put these digital things in our real life. And where is that going to be useful to us? And yeah. this cooking experience just really stuck with me. Well, that's that. the thing. There's a lot of that. That's kind of what I'm curious about. Just and that was maybe what I was trying to point out with even with Sphere is that the, the future, I think, is bright. And there's some interesting things. Look, the iPhone's only been out since 2008. So let's fast forward 15 years, even 10 years with these things. It's going to be mind blowing, right? It, 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 we, and I think that we have to re- remember that. And look, there, I've been saying this uh, quite a bit, but with the iPhone, we knew the use case of the phone. It literally says it, phone. We knew we were going to make phone calls with it. We knew it was going to be good for texting and we knew it would be good for email. We, the smartphone had already proved that. Here, we're not really sure, right? It, it, and it is similar to the iPhone, though, when we didn't know that the iPhone, we would get things like Uber and Instagram and all these other things we do on our phones now. That's what the potential is here, too. Some app developers are going to come along. Maybe it's someone like the cooking app developer and others that will make things that will 
blow us away and make us realize, yep. oh, that's what we can do with yeah. this tech. Yep, I think you're right about that. Look, I, I love, love, love the piece. I really did, and I want people to check it out. It's on the Wall Street Journal site right now. And if you haven't checked out the Wall Street Journal site, you might not meet the paywall until you click on a couple of stories. And I will say this, too, because I want to kiss up to you one more time. Of all the, I get so pissed off lately. Everybody's raising their prices. The LA Times raised their price. The Post-Dispatch raised their price. I get more bang for my buck out of the Wall Street Journal, which, by the way, is not cheap, than any other of my sources. So I thank the Wall Street Journal for that, Joanna Stern. Well, thank you. And I, we appreciate you being a subscriber and, and saying that. But um, I also appreciate you saying this. Hopefully my bosses are listening and they now know we're, we're uh, yeah. We will send them a clip. We'll get on their attention. Look, I'm a fan of yours as well. We appreciate you coming on here in St. Louis, Joanna. Enjoy the Vision Pros. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wrapping up a Wednesday edition of the show. We still have an audio cut of the day coming up here in just a moment. Fred is going to depart this evening. We will not have him back until Monday because he has the St. Louis Media Hall of Fame induction ceremony tomorrow night. Sue and I will be there. Abby as well. Wait, hang on, hang on. There we go, microphone. It makes it sound like it's really involved that I have to take two days off of work, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Kind of. Well, you want to you be ready for everything. But Sue was nice enough earlier today. She delivered an apple pie to Fred. And let me tell you, th- I had to wait about 90 minutes because it was so warm. You said, don't cut it Yeah, don't when cut it's it. hot. Yeah. So I waited. I cut it. I've had a piece. It's great. I'm going to have more. Good. Abby's had some out there. And um, my wife just texted me and she said, what's going on? My neighbor, Joyce, just came over with some ice cream. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So she was listening, and she heard the appeal for ice cream. Oh, I love it. So now I've got ice cream waiting for me. Okay. (laughs) Now, this is kind of an obvious question that I don't think has been answered. Is Joyce going to be there tomorrow night? I don't know. Okay. Wow. I guess that's probably a no, but I love that. That that is a great story, Fred. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. No, thank you. It's great. Well, good luck tomorrow night. Thanks. Good luck doing the speech. You're going to write it tonight. We'll we'll see you. We'll be there tomorrow night. I'm here. Awesome. Now, the audio cut of the day. So, this goes back eight years, but it went viral. This is what happens with the interwebs. Things get, you know, recycled. And I was very confused because I didn't think that this was new audio and video. This is Kurt Russell in the aftermath eight years ago of a mass shooting in San Bernardino, California. And I'm not sure what movie he was doing a junket for, but I used to do these, um, did them for 20 years. You go, you go to Hollywood, you sit down with the actors for a movie, you interview them, then you, you know, do the story on your local TV station. So he's sitting in a junket and he's being asked some questions about the movie. I think it was Hateful Eight at the time. And he takes it in a a little bit of a different direction. This is a little longer than most of the cuts of the day, but pretty good. Yeah, I don't understand the concepts of conversation of the gun culture. We've we've lived with guns since, what, the seventh century or something? I don't know. We all know that right now guns is a trope. It's a, uh, I mean, it's not a trope. It's a a totem. It's a metaphor that um, disenfranchised white guys need. It makes them feel good because they're being You can say what you want. I don't agree with that. So it's not my thing. But it's statistically 
Well, I, you can look. Terrible. If you think that if you think gun control or something like that is going to change a terrorist point of view, I think you're like out of your mind. I think no. you're like I think anybody is. I think I think it's absolutely insane. The problem, the problem, the problem we're having right now is, is that we don't have the concepts of how to um, turn it around and say, you know, I, you, you may think you've got me worried about what you're going to do, dude. You're about to find out what I'm going to do, and that's going to worry you a lot more. And that's what we need. That will change the concept of gun culture, as you call it, to something of reality, which is. Uh, if I'm a hockey team and I got a guy bearing down on me as a goaltender, I'm not concerned about what he's going to do. I'm going to make him concerned about what I'm going to do. I get that. To stop him. That's when things change. Obama's so, you know. point was that the guys who are on the no-fly list, no-fly list because of terrorist mm-hmm. connections, can get a gun pretty easily. They can also make a bomb pretty easily. Yeah. So what? They can also get knives and stab you. What are you going to do about that? They can get cars and run you over with them. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? They didn't kill the people in San Bernardino. Oh, but they've killed others that way. Haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Outlaw everything? That isn't the answer. Just put some controls. Put some controls. What? So the people people who want to defend themselves can't? Yeah, he goes on a little bit from there. And then he was on The View after that happened. Again, that audio was back about eight years. And he said that he felt like he was ambushed during the dog and pony show of the movie's press tour. And these things are dog and pony shows. There's no doubt. He said sometimes you get what you kind of feel is a slightly or slightly ambushed by someone who's really got an agenda. And that's what really kind of happened to me the other day. That's my opinion. But it was great audio. And it's relevant today. And by the way, if you'd say that today, he'd be canceled, right? Yep. Better keep it quiet. We'll talk tomorrow. Get more at 971talk.com. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.